If you don't have influence or an audience or a big following, growing a podcast is almost impossible. I know people who have been podcasting for years and are still stuck with the same amount of downloads or have quit podcasting. That's why when somebody asks me whether they should launch a podcast or start a YouTube channel, I always say both. Podcasting is powerful if you have an audience. The way that you grow your audience is by people finding your podcast. Spotify and Apple Podcasts don't care about independent podcasters and provide no way to put independently produced podcasts in front of audiences. That's why the combination of YouTube and podcasting is so powerful. YouTube recommends your video podcast to audiences because it has an algorithm that does exactly that. This means steady growth for your video podcast while getting all of the amazing benefits of having a podcast like building a long-lasting connection with your audience. In this episode of Content Cafe, I'll introduce you to Kathy Bucken, one of the hosts of the Cinemando podcast, a movie review podcast. Kathy and her co-host Burke and Mark turned their small podcast audience into the millions in only two years. In this episode, she shares their journey from behind the mic to making videos for YouTube, her best tips and advice and how she stays on top of her content production. She's a content making machine who turned her passion for films into a successful video podcast. Three things before we get into the episode. Subscribe or follow Content Jefe, enjoy and take notes. Hot Sound School presents Content Jefe, the podcast that helps online business owners make better content and more money. Let's head there. 43,000 subscribers, 50 million views, and more than a thousand videos posted on the platform. Like, that's a big accomplishment. <laughs> you, you are a, a content-making machine. It, it's obsession, I think is what it's called. <laughs> Did you think that this was something that was going to happen for you and for Mark and Burke no. to end up in YouTube and just having this explosion <laughs> on YouTube? No, because when you start on YouTube and you put out your videos, you get like two to three views and it's like discouraging. And, and it's also very uncomfortable because we started with just uh, audio podcasts. That's how I discovered you guys and learned a lot from you guys learning how to do audio podcasts. And then when you guys went to YouTube, I'm like, now we have to go to each. <laughs> so so we, we tried it. And honestly, it's like when somebody asked me, I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to get on YouTube. Don't even bother with the audio only at this point, because it's just the difference between the reach to get to people is insanely different. Like even now, like our audio podcast is still kind of the, the same, but uh, the YouTube is going crazy and it really does have to do. And this is also advice I got from you guys. It's like pick something you love, but also do content your viewers want. Not necessarily always what you want, but mm -hmm. what your viewers want. So that's what led us to actually, I think what really helped build the channel was we we're getting a lot of requests for movies. They were like foreign films, mostly Indian films. And I'd never seen Indian films really. So we finally said, let's just do an Indian film. And, you know, we're getting a lot of requests and we weren't getting a lot of requests, period, because we had like, you know, like a hundred subscribers at the most. It was like nothing. Once we started doing that, it just, 
exploded because mm-hmm. the avenue for Indian films is a lot smaller, especially in America. So we didn't have as much competition. We still release our domestic kind of videos too, like you know Hollywood movies or whatever. But there's so much competition for those that I feel like they just can't compete. But we do it because we, we love all movies and we want to keep doing them all. But finding the audience, finding that the Indian audience, and they're so passionate and they're so supportive. It's been a revelation to not only see those movies, but to actually interact with that community. And that's sort of what I'd love too is just the film community. And they're so like into it. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, did you get into podcasting? Did you get into launching Cinemando because of your passion for film? Was it was it a passion project or did you start mm-hmm. with the idea of building a business from it? You know, it was never a business. We just wanted to do something that we loved. And between Mark and Burke and I, we all kind of worked in the industry. We've been friends forever. It's like I still I do movie posters for a living. It's like my whole life is built around movies. Like I moved to L.A. I got into movie posters. I watch movies all the time. It's like that's just what I do. So to me, it was a natural fit. Like just what else am I going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and they were the same, like, you know, Burke does uh, motion, you know, graphics for television shows. Mark has made a short film and he's writing scripts. And so we're all into it. So that was mainly, you know, we all had kind of the same temperament, like the same kind of movies. The point we diverged a little bit was with Indian films, you know, there was more interest on my side because I'm obsessed anyway. But also mm-hmm. there was a time availability difference. So you have to weigh, also when you have co-hosts, you have to weigh the schedules, the the commitment, and who has the time and energy to do it all. Because that is one thing I cannot emphasize enough. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And the difference between audio and YouTube is you have to do so much more for YouTube. Thumbnails, you know, the editing, you know, the video editing, you know, having video content that's interesting. No, you know, that's just a whole different animal. So that's where that kind of happens. So we have a team. And so Mark kind of handles social media most of the time. And Burke does a lot of the uh, motion graphics and all the intros and the music. And I do everything else. That's awesome. I feel like you are the one running the show. I'm pretty much running it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in every video. And they just, just have crash. to follow instructions. I know. They always go, I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, you're not. That's not appropriate for our channel. I decide. I mean, my channel, your channel, our channel. My but channel. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> exactly. But I, I do tend to have, I think, more availability. You know, Mark has a family. You know, Burke has a lot of work he has to do, like on the weekends a lot of times. And not that I don't have a lot of work, but again, I'm obsessed. So what can I say? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a level of obsession, I think. That I have. I, I love that. I know. I, I feel like you you need to have that obsession because you otherwise, do. you know, you go through so many uh, ups and downs yeah. that is that obsession that, that keeps you going. I mean, there's just so much to unpack about what, what you just said. How did you keep it going? And because you guys been going for a while and yeah. you guys still like each other. Mm-hmm. I know. And you you learn how to divide the roles and how to like work as a team. Yeah. That's a challenge. And that's one of the reasons that some people like start on yeah. a project and mm-hmm. they started with friends and then the project it doesn't survive and their relationships yeah. don't survive either. But you have managed right. to do both. How do you guys do that? You know, that that is a challenge. And I, I know a lot of people, I like you were just talking about, I know a lot of friends who are like, I'm going to do a podcast. And they do it and then it's just gone. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and then they aren't speaking to each other or there's just like a lack of, I'll just say obsession again. <laughs> you really do. You have to have that energy and it has to be maintained like on a regular basis. You can't, 
you can't just dip in and dip out and expect any kind of growth. If you just want to do it for fun, hobby, not care about anything, that's good too. That's fine. I wanted to just be able to pay for editing programs, you know, just enough to get me by. I'm not really making any money, but I want to pay for the things, you know, my functioning costs, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I think the main thing is being clear on what people are going to actually do and then depending on them. Mm -hmm. And if you can't depend on them, you have to either talk to them about it, like just directly saying, if you can't handle it, let me know. And, you know, we'll try and figure something out. And a lot of it is you have to carve out your own responsibilities, but then sometimes you do have to take on others' responsibilities Mm -hmm. because it's not... It's not a, it's not like a job where everybody's getting paid and have to be there every day. It's like everybody's doing it in their free time for no money, mm-hmm. basically. So I can't blame anyone for like kind of going, well, really, really just to have the weekend off and not have to worry about mm-hmm. doing anything. Well, OK, that's fine. But I think it's mostly just being really clear. And most of it is like I just resign myself to basically because I know that I'm the one who, you know, is obsessed and has a lot of the background and the skills to do a lot that has to be done on, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of the background stuff that that I'm just going to take it on. It's just going to be my project and I hope I get help on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so you just have to kind of not resent people for lack of time or effort because I know that they're genuine Mm -hmm. and they care. It's just really is just how much time can you devote? And so Mm -hmm. I have the time. I make the time. You know, that's where I spend all my weekends. So. Mm That's what I do. It's that's when you realize that you have a team because it's when one can do something, then the other one and then step in and mm-hmm. that's it. And yeah. I, I, we go through that too here with, with Steven. There's a lot of like back and forth and, you know, mm-hmm. we have kids and so we have to coordinate yeah. schedules. But I was asking you that question because, you know, sometimes it's, it's really hard to work with people and mm-hmm. to find a team and find that balance between okay I'm you know I have this passion and I'm going all in on this project and then the other ones are like just you know just barely there just barely doing their thing but as long as they're there with you and supporting you it's like yeah that's that's teamwork (laughs) and also it's getting outside your comfort zone because I I am not comfortable with doing solo like I see a lot of people just doing their own podcasts like or their own videos and they do it by themselves I don't Mm -hmm. like that I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. I, I like having someone to bounce ideas off of. But mm-hmm. I force myself by sheer virtue of if I'm going to get this done, I need to just do it. I need to do it because mm-hmm. it's not going to get done. People don't have time. Their weekends are full. I'm the one that has the time. So I have started trying to do more and more solo because I want to have the content. Because mm-hmm. according to YouTube, it's just like... <laughs> You know, I'm like a video game brain. Like I see the numbers and I'm driven by, you know, I got to get the right score and I got to get. So I, I understand that construct of how to succeed with numbers. So I mm-hmm. I see YouTube going, oh, you didn't do as many videos this week as last week, which I feel is very naggy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll so, see next week, YouTube. <laughs> like, oh. So I, I finally just resign myself to we pretty much have to have a video out every day. There mm-hmm. has to be a video. So then I kind of gave myself a little bit of a break saying maybe I'll just leave one day a week off, like a Sunday or something. It's just a weekend day. But I'm still working. I'm just keeping the content to go through the rest of the week. But it's mm-hmm. sort of a juggling act because you do see and because YouTube phrases it this way. And I think there's a way to turn this off. But it'll say, oh, your views were down this week or this one didn't get as many as you know last week. or So you feel that. Ah. Now I got to do more. You know? <laughs> okay. So, so it's, you don't even need people. You just need YouTube telling you how mm-hmm. bad you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do better. So that's a lot of it, too. And the other thing that's kind of interesting, and I was, I, I'm starting a new thing that came up recently. We're starting to collab with other YouTube people. 
which mm-hmm. I hadn't done before. People that mostly were doing solo, but some had partners too. And it was kind of the same situation of, you know, their their teammates didn't have as much time as they did. So what do they do? Well, you find other people that are that mentally ill, like, <laughs> like, like me, who want to do it all the time. So we're doing that. But what they were saying is we're, our content, movie content is different from any other kind of content. We are victim to and we have to exploit the release of a film. It has to be fast. Mm-hmm. It has to be right on time. It has to be the right movie. Sometimes you do like you get on it. You get that first day that trailer comes out. You do the trailer reaction and you're like, yay. And then the movie kind of isn't that good. And so your your video kind of crashes too. It's not mm-hmm. even about your content. So we are almost victim to the movie itself that we're reviewing. So everything we do, all of our content is based on the actual content and not what we're doing in a weird way. Uh-huh. But you have to try and find ways to make that entertaining anyway. So I mean, I'm I have learned so much. <laughs> when people say, I want to do YouTube, I'm like, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do not realize how much there is to yeah. go on. And so it just builds like first it was a lot and then it was a little more and a little more. Now I feel like it's just my life. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes your life for sure. So what is your your strategy when it comes to making the content like you mentioned uh, that you know there's a movie trailer and you just have to jump on that and yeah but what do you what's your process when you're planning your content a lot of it is pure emotion and it's not strategy or business it's like fandom movie fandom what i do movie critique movie movie um discussions things like that it's all about fans and people who want to watch movie, you know, videos talking, people talking about movies. It isn't even just about watching movies. It's about people talking about movies. And the one thing I haven't quite gotten to either is there's people that actually want to watch you watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't, I, it's like, <laughs> so I'm learning lots of new content. It's not even just movies anymore. So I'm mm-hmm. learning from my community and I'm learning to find new things to love. And that's what I like. It's like, I'm a fan. That's that's awesome. And I think that's the difference between podcasting and YouTube is that you have that one-on-one interaction yeah. with your community. There's no way to do that in podcasting. There's no way to know. It feels like you're creating a vacuum that you don't know if people are receptive to it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you have at your disposal is your analytics. And yeah. those don't tell you much because it's so hard to a podcast to be discovered on a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think, you know, the sooner you can just incorporate a camera in your, yeah. in your workflow, uh, that, that's going to make a difference. Huge. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that it was a transition for you from mm-hmm. recording a podcast to yeah. adding a camera and start making videos. So how did you make that transition? So it wasn't that painful or did you just jump into it? It was painful. I I, don't, I just want people to know that it's you're not going to be happy with how it looks at first, probably. No matter. And also, don't <laughs> overthink it. It's rough. Like we were just like at our desks with our, you know, we didn't even think about it. It was just whatever, whatever was in the background was in the background. So as you start doing them, you start. I started watching like your videos. I started watching other like what a uh, YouTube streamer looks like like what their backgrounds so i started learning about what the backgrounds look like so i started kind of changing it a little bit i started adding things like i got these incredible lights like you see the blue light just to give it a little bit more person i don't want to look like a zoom meeting and also the pandemic kind of also imprinted that on us like i don't want it to feel like a zoom meeting so i kind of spent some money on lighting you know got a good camera i kind of moved into this new studio space it's, it's mostly just the edge of my desk with my wall behind me but it just looks a little less like the back of my room with a door in it, you know. 
I just want to make it a little bit more pulled together. And I tried some backdrops. You guys talked about, you had a whole video about how to set backdrops. So that was, that was great for a while too. But then I was like, I want to look a little more homey. Like it's constantly evolving and you don't have to worry about committing to something and thinking, oh, it doesn't look good. I quit. It's like, no, just change it. Change it all the time. Like just keep <laughs> doing new stuff. I mean, from the beginning when I see before we had lighting, before we had good equipment, just, mm, just know it won't be good at first. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, not to be good. And you just keep learning. I mean, what I know now, you know, from what I knew then, I almost don't know if I would do it. It seems so huge. So you just have to go little step by little step and not get too overwhelmed because it mm-hmm. can be very overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But just get in front of the camera, do your thing. Don't worry about it. Just get it out there. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And then you start seeing and changing things and you evolve. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't like to watch my videos that I posted like three years ago. I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh. But then you watch them and you're like, well, I've gotten a little bit better. Right? <laughs> There's oh. progress. <laughs> That's the good news. Oh, no, it's so funny. And, you know, there's a lot that goes on, too, that I think people underappreciate. And I see people making all the same mistakes. And I'm just going to say again, you guys, <laughs> I took your your um, podcasting YouTube streaming class. It was really good. And I learned a lot about optimizing and using mm-hmm. tools like TubeBuddy. And I'm not doing an ad. I don't get paid. I'm not a sponsor. So, <laughs> But that thing has saved my life because I don't know anything about this stuff. So being able to have some tools that help you, you know, figure out what keywords are essential, figuring out like, you know, how to do tag lists, which is saves you a ton of time. Like there's just all these time saving because everything I do is about time saving now because I'm doing so much of it. So it's all about automating as much as I can, trying to get ahead of things, batch recording. Like it it sounds like a lot of work because it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you just have to know that it all isn't all going to be fun and games. It's going to be a lot of work on the back end. Like this is the fun part. I'm doing videos. I'm doing a podcast. Then what? Mm Oh, yeah. I got to like upload it. I got to like, oh, I got to edit it and then I got to upload it. I got to make sure I have intros. Like, so it's a lot of work, but it's so fun and gratifying mm-hmm. to see something that's yours, that you have control over, that everything you do is is something that you want it to be. And I think that's what makes the work less work. Mm-hmm. It's what you Yeah, you want. get you get to see the, the body of work that you have built. And yeah, and yeah, it's in, in, in your case, it's very impressive. And Something that I joke with Stephen is like, we're just going to have to like take some classes from Kathy so she can teach us how to how to work on our thumbnails. I doubt it. Because well, your <laughs> thumbnails are cinematic. Oh. Like, they are. They look like they're made for a movie. And part of it is because of your background. Yes. Big uh, part. Because uh, that's that's what you do for a living. Uh, like, how is that process of designing your thumbnails for your videos? So my process is basically my day job. So I design movie posters. So I've been doing that for years. I've been in a business a long time. So Photoshop is my right arm. I've learned and know Photoshop since the beginning. (laughs) It started just about. So I am very comfortable with Photoshop and all the tricks. Now, what has really helped, and this is something people could take advantage of, is all the AI stuff. And I know it sounds like a bad word now, but the AI stuff that's involved in Photoshop and design now makes it so much easier. But it's still just something I do naturally. (laughs) Like I look at some people's thumbnails and I think, are mine too fussy? 
I feel like, first of all, they take a lot of time. Am I mm-hmm. spending too much time on something that doesn't matter? And I see others with like the big heads, the poster in the middle, big bright type, and it's done. And I'm like, and I see it, then they're successful. And I'm like, I don't know if the thumbnails matter. But then I cannot just mm-hmm. innately myself pull back from over-designing everything. <laughs> but mm-hmm. so, so I, and I just that think a little that that poster. I think that, that that's has been part of your brand since the beginning. <laughs> it is. You know, if it's one of your of your talents, if it's something that you're good at, then why would you? Because it well, takes a lot of time, Canva, right? <laughs> I think they it takes do. Me more time to do a thumbnail than the podcast. <laughs> so, so, but you know, at the same time, you know, we we did. Um, this is something you recommended too. Do a good photo shoot. Just do a photo shoot. Get it, and it doesn't have to be big fancy photographer. Just get some good lighting and do a bunch of great shots on a, a, a white background so you can silhouette it if you need it. You know, cut yourself out and just reuse that stuff. I feel like we take this beautiful shoot we had done. We had, you know, makeup, hair, you know, because we have friends. They're in the business. We could, you know, we had advantages, but mm-hmm. it's still worth it in a photographer friend. And we use this great shoe. We've been using it for years. We find different shots and I kind of mix them up. But they save me time, but they also just look a little more pro. And I feel like I, I want to look a little different from everybody else, even though, again, I don't know if it makes a difference. But just as a movie poster designer, I'm like, I can make me myself my own movie poster. <laughs> So mm-hmm. so I kind of like that idea of just doing a movie poster, but it's helped when you have AI. So I basically get like the format, the thumbnail format. I find the shots I want to use of whoever's in the video. And then I get probably a movie poster or a shot from the movie that I just find online. And I put that in the thumbnail. And so basically I've got what everyone kind of basically starts with two heads or two or three heads or one and a movie poster. Well, now I would build out the background. I'd think of a theme. Maybe I would do something like instead of having the the four color poster, I would make it all red just to look different and stand out from everybody else. And I think about that stuff like how can I make it different and conceptually can I do something special with it? Like can it be a little hint of like maybe we're looking at the people in the poster or we can be part of the you know poster. And then now what has really helped, I used to have to build it all out, took a lot longer. You can actually just use the AI, Photoshop AI generative fill and you can take that poster and it builds the poster out to be the size of a thumbnail and then we're just in front of it and it looks so slick. So oh, nice. that's been a huge time saver. <laughs> so, Basically, that's yeah, awesome. my main thing is making myself part of the movie. That our, that's kind of our, our gimmick, I guess. So you mentioned that at the beginning, you know, we all go through that. We start posting videos on YouTube and, you know, it helps if you use TubeBuddy and all of those yeah. um, SEO tools that can help you build your channel and get more traction on YouTube. Um, what was the video that you realize okay this i'm up to something here because we all have that video it's just like you know the 100 100 subscribers to your channel yes. and then we get the 10 views the 12 views and all mm-hmm. of a sudden we hit that video what was that video for you guys kgf2 it's an indian film kannada film starring a uh, actor named yash and we'd watch KG. it's an action film we we were brand new we were pretty new to indie films didn't know much about it um, and so everyone was saying, KGF2, it's got to do it. You got to watch KGF1. You need to. Do it. So KGF2 was about to come out. Um, we did a trailer reaction, posted it, and then we're looking going in the first like five minutes. It had like a thousand views. And we're like, what? Wow. And then we're watching it 10,000, 20,000, 30. And this was like within hours. And we're like, what is happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> This is, I mean, it was surreal to see it hit almost like 100,000 views in a day, which we had never uh-huh. seen and not really seen since, except for maybe 
you know, big movie like RRR. We fortunately, it's kind of funny. We started doing YouTube when KGF and RRR, which are RRR, it's so hard to say, Triple R was um, the movie that was at the Oscars that won the best song. It's, it, it's the big crossover Indian movie that was huge. It's special. Everyone needs to see it. But these two films were massive and they were coming out around the same time that we started doing our YouTube channel. So, so I feel like we got a big boost because we had mm-hmm. these two movies that everybody wanted to hear about. And so we had this massive influx of subscribers all at once who wanted to see the, you know, our, our thoughts <laughs> as much, as much as they were. And I feel now like, we so know so much more about Indian films that I feel like we look like such amateurs, but that's kind of the charm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but they help build the channel. There's, there's three movies technically that build the channel. RRR, KGF2, and Bahubali. Those, and Bahubali is technically two films. It's one and two. Those films basically brought us this community that we love. <laughs> They're amazing. They give us lots of support. They also give us lots of helpful advice on what we did wrong mm-hmm. and what we could do better. <laughs> but they're always cool about it. So that's been the great discovery is that not only is it gratifying to actually get views, which, you know, is is great and you feel like you're being appreciated, you get the cool people along with it. And that's been really nice. It, and it's also about building a community, too. Yes. That's that's what's happening. And in, in the case of your channel is that, mm-hmm. you know, even like the movies are not evergreen, but the the people, the yeah. subscribers that they keep coming back because that's the type of channel that you're running. So that's, I think that's that's pretty cool. And what has been like the the most challenging thing about being on YouTube? I think the challenge is just the amount of content you need to actually produce to get ahead of the game and to, to stand out. I've started collaborating with a channel called D54 and a channel called Per Daisy Reviews, and it's Melanie and I'm it. We have helped each other so much, and it's been great having other people to be as obsessed as I am, help me put out content, put out content for their channels, appear on multiple com- you know, channels. We're all appearing. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot escape us now. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. even like, like my channel shows up in recommended or shows up in a search. Now we got, you know, us together and, you know, different variations showing up everywhere in three different ways. So the collaborating is also great. Like we're teaming up with that and we inspire each other and kind of reinvigorates the whole idea of the content and learning and meeting people, learning stuff and meeting people. So that's another thing I'd recommend too, is when you do find, decide to do YouTube and you do decide to get out there, don't be afraid to approach people and go, Hey, you want to collab? I mean, some people don't respond. I wrote to lots of people. They didn't get back to me, but some people do. And they go, yeah, that'd be great. Cause some people are searching just like us for the next thing to review, a new way to do it new people to talk to because nobody loves the solo stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so no. it's great. So, and the people are so cool. I mean, I love Melanie. I feel she's my best friend. I feel like Amit is like this, who is this guy? He's so sweet. You know, I love this guy. So we have these great people I met just talking about movies on YouTube. Yeah, I feel Weird. like, I feel like that's the way to do it because yeah, YouTube is so hard sometimes mm-hmm. and some sometimes you don't feel like like doing the content yeah. you don't you don't feel like getting in front yeah. of the camera but if you reach out to other creators uh you find the support you need and yeah. you also find that like i've been there too you know then this is what i do to get myself out of those out of those pickles yep and that's the big thing and and, and mm-hmm. just you know just following you guys like being part of your your studentship <laughs> like learning from you guys 
it's sort of in a way the same thing. Like I see what you guys are doing and uh, I'll like, oh, I should try that. Or I'll watch mm-hmm. how you set up a studio or like, you know, there's always ways you constantly improve it. And don't just think, oh, it's me in my bedroom doing this and which is fine. But think of something else. Think of a different background. Like maybe think of doing stuff outside. We started doing some reviews on site at movie theaters. Like we're just setting up our phone and we, you know, we walk around, we do different shots and we edit it together. Like Think of new ways to just invigorate, you know, not mm-hmm. just sitting at your desk or trying to think of new things. Yeah, just change it up a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, you just get bored. Yeah. You get bored and you're like, wait a minute, if I'm getting bored, maybe people are getting bored too. So I need to change it up a, li- a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you got to do stuff you love. And if you're excited doing it, I think people know that, you know, you're excited and it's genuine. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's the key is you not only do you need to really love what you're talking about because you're going to have to talk about it a lot is that people can tell when you're faking it. And so mm-hmm. I think what people really want, which I think is in short supply, is just genuine like emotion. And, and I think when it comes to movies especially, there's a lot of negativity. So I don't look for movies to, to slam them or hate them. I don't go into a movie and thinking, how can I like hate this movie? I'm always like an advocate. I always try and find something that I like. I don't want to bring that negativity to movies because it's hard to make movies. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so yeah. I like it to be positive and uplifting and fun. And I think that's sort of what I'm bringing to it is people don't have to worry about like me ranting normally, usually, unless it's really egregious. There's been a few, but <laughs> I mostly I like all movies. Yeah, they're just you're passionate about what you do. And, right. I, and, you know, that's why you are where you are. That's why your channel is performing so well. It's crazy. And that's it's and even that's more what... pressure. Yeah. The bigger you get, the more pressure you get. And I, I was going to ask you. You said that you still have your full-time job Mm -hmm. and you're making content, a lot of content for YouTube. Do you still produce your podcast? We are producing the podcast. It's taking our YouTube videos and posting them to our audio podcast. We don't do a separate one. It just became, for the amount of downloads we were getting compared to YouTube, it didn't make sense to spend a lot of time doing the same content in a different, I mean, it's all the same. It's audio. There's a little tiny bit loss if it's like a trailer reaction, but I'm amazed how well trailer reactions do anyway. People just hear them. You know, it's like it's like hearing an ad on TV or on the radio or something. But I want to keep the audio podcast going like you almost don't really need it. But I like that it's there and it feels like it's it's how we started. So I want to keep it going. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we still we we put up, our you know, some people don't watch YouTube. I have a, my sister-in-law. She goes, I like to just, you know go running and I put on your podcast, you know, the audio podcast mm-hmm. and listen. So there's people who just want to listen like on the drive or something like that. So we just put that stuff up there. It's like mm-hmm. repurposing. You taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, your content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still trying to not work as hard. but <laughs> What me. about um, money making opportunities with your content? How is that? How I is have that to going? work on that. I mean, I, I can't, I think I'm so overwhelmed by just producing the content. And, you know, our content involves, we have to watch the movies. You know, that's ours. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, review. We're, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes that's already taking it up. Now, I've seen different programs that help you get sponsors and like Social Blue Book or whatever that's called. And, and there's been a few like, you know, podcast kind of advertising companies or whatever. And because YouTube does not pay a lot. It just no. doesn't. So when people are like, oh, you just want the views to make all this money. I'm like, money? (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, considering I probably spend, I mean, I spend my whole weekend working on it for like, well, like, like 50 bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I'm doing this for the love of it. And the money's just like paying for my stuff so I can do it. But 
I want to do more of that. I want to find sponsors. I want to do that, but I, I just can't wrap my head around it. That's the one thing mm-hmm. I want to do. That's you got to teach me that, Veronica. Do a yeah. class on sponsorships. <laughs> I need to figure that out. Until you tell me, I can't do it. I want to do that, though. Eventually, I will wrap my head around that. It's it's the mm-hmm. learning process. Well, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It, it's coming, and it's gonna. It's inevitable. Like at the rate that your channel is growing, and. You know, even if you don't have the time right now, you will have to sit down and put together yeah. like the, the information and all that because they're going to start approaching you. I hope That's so. That's how it works. <laughs> they will. They will. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring on. <laughs> I can figure out something. I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Well, this has been lovely. So Thank fun. you so much for all of the information. I think you guys are so cool like, from the beginning. I mean, everything about you guys is super cool. And I was just telling Stephen, like, it's so rewarding to see their progression, to see how much we have changed over the years. And you see, you know, there's these people that you follow mm-hmm. and you just like get so excited to see them accomplishing all of these things and, and just like keep at it like keep at it don't give up no. just figure it out That's like it. you said just change change things mm-hmm. keep learning and just keep making your content and keep doing your thing and it will happen well you so know, you're seeing opportunities your will come your way you taught me this stuff i mean you did and so that's <laughs> helped you did help and so, you listen and we're listening Somebody listens. <laughs> so i'm gonna listen to you about sponsorships i'm gonna now that's my next thing <laughs> yeah doing yeah 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 veronica I, yeah said. i would love that <laughs> she said i need to do it i guess i have to do it i love it i love that and i love you guys I love you and too. thank you so much and where can we find you? Cinemondo, Cinemondo podcast on YouTube. Just search it. We also have a website, but that's mostly just the main like hour long interviews and, and reviews. If you want to see everything we do, which is a lot, reviews, trailer reactions, scene reactions, anything to do with movies, we pretty much are doing it. Cinemondo podcast on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the link to the Cinemando YouTube channel and podcast here in the description of this episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe or follow button. And if this episode inspired you to start your own video podcast, we'd love to help you. Go to podsoundschool.com for more information about our one-on-one services and coaching programs. Catch you in the next episode.